been doing a two-parter. This is part one of two parts. The idea I want to talk about today is the idea of thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. So, and I don't know if I'm really, I honestly, I don't know if I'm using these ideas the way they're traditionally used. There is a traditional use for them. Originally, it came from students of Hegel, who is a German philosopher from some time, the 19th century, I think. They coined this term, and it later spread out and is more widely used um, than that today. And it's part of some schools of thought of essay writing. I'm getting all of this from the Wikipedia. But uh, I, I don't even know where I came across this idea. But it just, when I heard it, it resonated with a structure that I had been noticing in a lot of different things. And... I don't know if this is really the real way to use this idea of thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, but I'm going to use it in this way, and good luck to you. Um, I think this is a useful structure to point to, and I don't have a better name for it. So the basic idea, you know, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, it's the idea that you, you start with an idea, a thesis, and then you 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 bring in the antithesis, so you bring in the, the opposite of the, the initial thesis that somehow seems to contradict the initial thesis, goes against it, is, is kind of polarized. It's this polarization. And then finally, you get synthesis, and synthesis is the third stage of the development of, of this idea, of this stance of whatever it is that you're working with internally. And this is very abstract, but I'm going to give you specifics soon. And the synthesis is where you take the thesis and the antithesis and you find a broader context which includes them both and recognizes the truth and the partiality of both inside of a broader context. So, you know, one of the themes that I've been touching on repeatedly and will continue to is like this is this theme of inclusion this theme of like finding the context that can include as much tr truth as possible. This is part of the integral um, movement, the inter integral perspective, and it's something that I really just value and think is really useful. Is like, and so, but I, I just also think it's it's part of the structure of how we develop in general is by including more and more, and often in this kind of pattern of thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So, as a couple of examples. Um, I started thinking about this recently because a friend of mine, uh, Duncan Riach, who uh, is a, he's a, a writer. He does a lot of different things. One of the things he does is he writes on Medium. Go check him out. Uh, Duncan, R-I-A-C-H. He writes really interesting stuff. And he posted on Facebook a question about basically like why is it that children will like just randomly scream when they feel like it, but as adults that we don't. And... And I noticed the, the, the thesis, antithesis, synthesis dynamic in, in my answer to that question, which is essentially, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but the essentially my answer was, you know, uh, children are socialized out of screaming. So when you start as a child and you think screaming all the time, it's fine. And you're socialized out of it because it's unpleasant for the people around you. It stops you being invited to things. So the smart kids figure out that, like, it's a good idea to not scream all the time. This is good news. The good news about this is that um, we don't have to be around people that randomly scream all the time. And, you know, whatever other kind of disruptive antisocial behaviors that, that unsocialized kids will engage in, like throwing food around, drawing on the walls, taking a poop on the floor, you know, that we, we, we kind of train people out of that. And, and unless you have like severe psychological problems or severe mental problems you pretty you know in the course of a normal 
childhood and and youth you get socialized out of those kind of behaviors and then um the good news about that is we're not around people that are pooping on the floor or screaming all the time so we get to you know our nervous systems get to relax from those that kind of stimulus until we have kids and then it's back again but the bad news about that is when you feel like screaming or pooping on the floor, which I, it's easier for me to imagine feeling like screaming than like pooping on the floor. But say when you feel like screaming, you can't just scream because you feel like it, right? So that's the downside. So then there's a third stage. So, okay, so thesis, like the initial state is one of like freedom to follow your every uh, expressive impulse. If I want to scream, I scream. If I want to make a mess, I make a mess. If I want to throw my food, I throw my food. Uh, if I want to bite you, I'm going to bite you, you know, then then the antithesis is, wait, that doesn't get me good results with the people. They get mad at me or they just go away from me and it's not good. So I'm going to learn to contain all of that, those impulses and to not follow them and to become conventional, um, to become socialized. So that's the antithesis. But then the synthesis. So the, the downside of that is you have end up with all of these suppressed impulses that if left alone for too long kind of rot inside you right and this is like one of the 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 goals of therapy is to address this rotting um impulses this side of ourselves that becomes suppressed by society right and so then the synthesis the third stage is you get to a certain level of development either just kind of naturally through life you you get interested in these things or because of like states of extreme distress that that um kind of provoke you to seek solutions like this stuff rots inside of you so badly that you start becoming neurotic and in that and in the search for the solution to that neurosis the healing you come to these to this level of synthesis which is that through therapy through ceremonial healing through ritual work through um coaching through any number of different kind of practices you start to reintegrate those disintegrated impulses so you start to bring back that that desire to scream that desire to thrash around that desire to move that desire to make a mess that desire those kind of like primal impulses you bring them back and you find ways to incorporate them in your life which uh, don't unduly stress the people around you, right? Don't that are, that are context appropriate. So you go to a drumming circle and you drum and you get the f- expression out that way, or you go do primal scream therapy and you scream, or you go into the woods and you like reconnect with your physical body and like go on a mad hike for three days or whatever it is, or you just through therapy you recontact frozen shards of your own personality, your own experience, your own soul that had been kind of put into a box to stop them from causing a, a too much mess you 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 allow them to thaw out and kind of release back into your system so this is the synthesis layer but then you then you have access to that ability to scream and that energy and that aliveness which is part of you but it's not running wild right it's still it's not going back to the thesis of being a child Right? It's not going back to that first stage where you're just like, I'm just going to follow every impulse at any context. You now have included the second stage, the antithesis, which is the conventional self of like, you know what? It's not necessarily the best thing to start just shrieking if I'm in the middle of the grocery store. Even if I have that impulse inside me, that strong feeling, I'm not going to do that because it's just it's stressful for everybody and it ends up being stressful for me. And I know enough to be able to go and find a context where that is 
appropriate and and do that so you kind of you have both you have the thesis and the antithesis so you have a synthesis so that's one example another example of the same dynamic is david data's work which you know i have very mixed feelings about one day i'll talk about david data i'm also going to talk a little bit about the masculine and feminine right now and i'm going to talk about that much more at a later date but for now i'm just going to briefly touch on it so um just with that know that going in that there's more much more to be said about the the masculine and feminine and probably about david data but um suffice to say i'm not uh unequivocally advocating his his perspective or his positions but i do think some of what he has to say is useful and valuable so david data if you don't know he's a philosopher and it's kind of spiritual teacher a writer he writes a lot about masculine feminine man woman dynamics uh his most famous book is a book called the way of the superior man which is a man a book written for man as a kind of like a uh just a manual of how to be a man in the face of a woman <laughs> and uh again i feel mixed about it but i'm not going to get into that right now but he he lays out these three stages of masculine and feminine and so stage one is um and he's very influenced by ken wilber and 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 ken wilber a lot of the structures of ken wilber's thinking is in this kind of thesis antithesis synthesis structure like he uses that a lot that also comes from developmental psychology where those kind of structures happen a lot so there's a lot of kind of family lineage in here but david data is a great example so he he talks about stage one so stage one man is like the 50s like uh you know the husband that goes to work and he 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 handles things he handles the money he protects his family and he's kind of like uh and he doesn't really get involved with his feelings that's woman stuff right and then the woman is like you know the 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 little woman the the wife the the fairer sex who is at home being the homemaker cooking cleaning raising the kids shopping you know and uh and kind of handling like the social responsibilities of the house and she doesn't know about politics and she doesn't know about the play well the world of work and she does not really doesn't really know about the money and like that right that kind of division between like the man who goes out and does this this the work and this, does the masculine stuff in this way and the, the woman who kind of her place is in the home and in the kitchen right so that's the stage one and then you get stage two, uh, which kind of comes online in the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, where, where women said, well, wait a second, you know, for a number of reasons and feminism and the uh, contraceptive pill and all kinds of different reasons why this happened. But women said, well, wait a second, why we want to be as powerful as the men. Like, like we want to work. We want to make money. We want to get out there. And, and, and the kind of masculine stage of the women came in. So the women started taking on these more masculine roles and became the stereotype of like that 80s, like power dressing, like shoulder pad wearing, like ball busting businesswoman who's like has no nothing of the feminine in her she's just kind of like a proxy man in a certain way right and at the same time on the other side you have like the man in the same time got into their kind of feelings and like oh you know like doing men's circles and and really kind of tapping into that more um softer like connective and also like getting stoned and not really getting any work done and and just kind of getting into their more flow and feeling state and and they would often come they would become soft and kind of like weak but also they're in touch with their feelings right so that's the good news of that stage so those are the antithesis right so the thesis is like the the husband that goes out to work and the wife that works in the kitchen and then the antithesis for each one is like the soft in touch with his feelings um drop out dude and the ball-busting, kind of hard businesswoman. 
And then data data's model, you have stage three, and in stage three is kind of the integration. Um, stage three is where the man reintegrates the masculine and in himself of like, no, I want to work and I want to be um, productive in the world and I want to live a purpose, but that doesn't mean I have to disconnect from the softer side of myself and from human connection and from empathy and from care. And the woman says, no, I want to be powerful and I want to be an equal to the man in the world, in the, in the external world, but I don't want to lose um, my own feminine side and my own um, flow and my intuition and my care again, right? So there's, this, there's a way that they, in some ways, they kind of become even more similar, but, w- but still with different emphasis. And I'm not going to go into more detail about that. We get into that masculine and feminine. But see that, again, there's a thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. That third stage is a synthesis of the previous two. It doesn't go back, right? Like the woman doesn't go back to being a 50s housewife. She has the power. She knows that she can make money. She knows that she can have political power. But she also um, knows that she loves to cook and she wants to take care of her family and she wants to be the creator of like a warm and loving home and she can have both of those things, right? So that's uh, that's a, another example. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Uh, there's a third example which I'll name, but I'm not going to get to. Tomorrow we're going to talk about it, which is pre-rational, rational, and trans-rational. So tomorrow we're going to elaborate this idea a little bit uh, and talk about pre-rational, rational, trans-rational, which is, uh, comes from Ken Wilber's work directly. And we're also going to talk about something called the pre-trans fallacy, which is one of my favorite of Ken's ideas. So um, that's to look forward to. In the meantime, be kind of chewing on like look for this structure in your own life in your own experience like it's everywhere it's really everywhere um there's a way you can think about walking as being an example of this structure where there's like a a thesis antithesis and synthesis of like uh being stationary falling over and then what's the synthesis is walking right there's many different ways that this metaphor this structure can be mapped onto the world and i just have found it really interesting and really useful so that is my thoughts for today and uh yeah look for more tomorrow thank you for listening and be well